the fountain El fountain El fountain El El Haile El fountain fountain I life I I life fight I life fight I life fight I tight I life fountain Fountain, 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 The Father's door, the Father's door is open. The fountain of the Father is flowing. The fountain of the Father is open. The fountain of the Father is open. It's a season of powers of teachings and teachings of powers of teachings. It's a new season. It's a new dimensions of teachings. It's a new dimensions of teachings for all powers in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. There is no power without my teachings. There is no powers without my doctrine. There is no powers without my doctrines. For as a result, my fountains of my teachings is open to you. The fountains of my teachings is opened unto you. The fountains of my teachings is opened unto you and as I teach that I teach is in you as I teach that I teach is in you and that is how you are raised to and that is how I reign that is how I reign for as I teach I reign as I teach I reign for I am coming in you I am coming in you the fountain is open for to fill you the fountain is open for to fill you Elion's fountain Elion's fountain is coming to fill you. It's coming to fill you. It's a new dimension of teachings. It's a new dimension of seeing me. It's a new dimension of opening me. It's a new dimension of seeing me. Says the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lord, open this fountain to us and help us to drink 
quicken our, our vessels to drink and make us open to your teachings and your counsel. Thank you, Father. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 11. Isaiah, my my Praise the Lord. Isaiah 11. Uh, Isaiah 11. Praise God. Um, thanks to everybody for um, for staying with us, for tarrying with us in the spirit as we have been, been uh, praying for this meeting. Praise the Lord. Um, the Lord, there's going to be a great victory. Yes, this meeting. I know they reduced the size of people who can meet uh, but it's okay we, we know we already settled it's going to be an online meeting anyway so that doesn't affect us real uh, that much praise the lord uh, so the, the lord is going to meet us in unique ways amen. he's going to bless us in unique ways uh, praise the lord um, amen. amen you can just welcome somebody today and um, greet them and share the love of the lord um, I welcome everybody online. Thank you for joining us and for constantly streaming in uh, to the meeting. Praise the Lord. <coughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, Isaiah 11, uh, from verse 1, it says, There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And the rod, praise God, and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked and righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins and faithfulness the girdle of his reins praise the lord amen, amen. amen. um praise god amen. let us see um amen, amen. <clears throat> so that verse three well, i think we began to see yesterday about um the quick understanding in verse three and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. Praise God. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth, and shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, this 
part of judging, then you see equity, judging with equity, praise God, with righteousness, reproving with equity, praise God, and then ultimately it says smiting the earth with his rod and then with the breath of his lips. He's talking, these are definitions of his reign. Praise God. They are definitions of his reign, um, which he will come, you will, he will come into. That thing of reign, I, I think I've also picked that from that interpretation, just now if you listen very well, um, that he was, he was speak, saying that he will teach, and through his teaching, through doctrine, that it will bring about a reign. Praise God. So it will bring about a what? A reign. Now, the, the reason, the purpose of fullness is for reigning. Praise the Lord. The purpose of fullness, the reason for fullness is for reigning. <clears throat> it's for reigning. So if without fullness, there cannot be reigning, right? Because reigning means the the... Reigning is the exercise and the carrying out of dominion. Yes, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, praise God. Hallelujah. And now, what, where he is, in verse 3 here, he says, shall make him of a quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Now, <clears throat> it takes spiritual eyes to, uh, or spiritual mind to connect this verse 3 and verse 4 with what we term as reigning, or what we call reigning. <clears throat> now, where, where he wants to reign, really, is within his soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, when we read all the way down, we did not read the whole of this chapter, but if you read it down, what they were describing there, the lamb and the, and the wolf dwelling together, Praise God. The leopard lying with the key, the calf and the young lion, the fatling together and the little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed. Shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. Verse 8. The suckling child shall play on the hole of the asp and the winged child shall put his hand on the cock, at the cockatrice's den. Right? And they shall not hurt nor destroy my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of knowledge of the Lord, as the waters what cover the sea. Now, what they are describing here, I was saying before that this lion, lamb, all these things are talking about different, um, different. Um, what did I say? They are natures, or they are actually. Um, you can call them nature, but they are really. Um, they are really abilities, right? Or uh, abilities within the soul, praise God, which will now be brought under a different reign or a different kind of dominion. Praise God. Um, praise the Lord. That will come under a different, so they will begin to behave with a different code. Amen. Now, all these animals that they are describing, each of them, when you say a, a wolf, praise God, mm -hmm. then you say a lamb. You mention a la leopard. It is, you mention kid. Mm -hmm. You mention the lion and fatling, and then little child. Praise God. You are actually 
you are, those mentioned is are, are for the they are examples of life characteristics. Amen. Amen. They are what? Examples of life characteristics. They are examples of life characteristics. But that now in this holy mountain will be brought under specific they will be they, they will they will, they will be, they would have experienced an alteration of life program. Mm-hmm. So you can see the life program of the of the wolf they are describing here and it's not the normal life program of a wolf. The life program of a leopard here is not the normal life program of a of a of a leopard. Praise young lion. Praise God the bear. It's not their normal life. It means they've taken away their tendency for hurting. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They, I mean, and to tamper with that, to really make a leopard not hurt, <laughs> to make a wolf dwell together with a lamb, you must have dissolved the wolf's life program. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow. I, you, you must have changed. It was no longer a wolf. It can't still be a wolf. <laughs> Inwardly, I mean, inside of him, yes, it means that you've altered the nature of it on the inside and you see all of them so it's like the the wolf the leopard the see that lion that young lion then you see the 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 bear praise god all these uh, uh, um, enemies all these animals sorry that have there's something that unites them in their natural life characteristics is to what they describe in verse 9 as two abilities to hurt and to destroy Amen. They have inherent nature, natural tendency to hurt and to destroy. Praise God. They can they hurt and they destroy. Amen. But for them, it means that there's something that will be happening in the holy mountain. Praise God. In that holy mountain. I don't know if it's in your Bible. In my Bible, that that mountain they put something kingdom. There, see that mountain. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's also another word for mountain. It's kingdom. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But so that and kingdom means another. They are under another dominion. Yeah. Uh, praise God. Another dominion of life. So all of those um, creatures will begin to manifest another life. Now, what life? <coughs> The life that they are manifesting is based on judgment that has shifted. Mm-hmm. Now, it means that when the wolf sees the lamb, normally how he would judge in before naturally will not be how he would judge now because his life program has been altered or has been tampered with. Amen. Amen. So in this holy mountain, the activity here is um, that what has happened here is there has been a there has been a change. Amen. A complete removal of certain nature, nature that hurts and nature that destroys. Nature that hurts and nature that destroys. So, see, hurting and destroying. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, hurt, hurt 
and then what? Destroy. And then destroy. Destroying. That hurt is, the purpose of hurting is to kill. Right? And when you compound death, it results in destruction. So, so hurt, hurting, inability to, deal, to hurt and destroy is the handling of sin and death. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's the handling of what? Sin and death. Right? So the hurt is sin. Offense. Ability to what the Bible John said defines sin. He says, So sin is the transgression of the law. It means when you are transgressing law, you are transgressing the precepts of the law. That is what hurt means. Wow. Amen. So when you say, What do you mean? Am I am I are we are we wolves before? Where we, when you check yourself, you don't see a wolfish kind of tendency. You know, because maybe naturally you're a very calm fellow. Praise God. You're a very, very calm person. Amen. Like Sister Shun here, just when you see, when you see Sister Shun, you can't even say what. You say that this scripture does not apply to her. They are talking to all of us. We, are, we just minus her. Praise God. <laughs> we know. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We know who they are. When they say wolf, okay, wolf. We know who they are. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> so, so, some of us who feel maybe we are just nice and calm. No, it's not. Well, that's not our problem. We don't have wolf nature. But this, that wolf, we are, we're not talking about somebody who argues to the point of wanting to tear someone's cloth. That's not. <laughs> That's not the wolf, the wolf characteristic. <laughs> We're talking about when you, so when you are talking in, in, in the holy mountain, what they define as hot in the holy mountain is something that is sinful. Yeah. Sinful is hot. Something that offends righteousness. Yeah. Anything that offends righteousness is so. It means that that in this sense. Is a gentle brother who wears nice, clean clothes and talks softly can be a hurter and a destroyer. What is, what is the hurt and destroy happening is that inside of him, there are a real life program inside of him that is killing. You cannot bring lamb nature beside the operations on the inside of him because he will offend them. He will break them. He will defy them. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Now, what I'm just saying tonight, I'm saying, I'm saying just, it's, it's, it's a further definition of the fullness. Praise God. To, to further, a further definition of the fullness, what in other words, the import of the fullness of Christ, what that actually comes to remedy within the soul. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So Amen. now in summary, when, when you're you're speaking about when you say Christ, the the bringing of fullness of Christ. Or bringing of Christ into his soul. 
when you are the bringing in of Christ into a soul, the giving of Christ, the installation of Christ into a soul is it in summary, it is the giving of life to a soul. Praise God. <clears throat> the giving of life. So if you are saying, I want to make a soul to become to the measure of the start of the fullness of Christ, is actually you are trying to make a soul full of life. To make a soul full of Christ is to make a soul full of life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, you see these properties of judgment. So let's go back to verse 3. You see that. It says, And shall make him of a quick understanding in the fear. Now, we said that yesterday we looked at that quick understanding just a little bit. Uh, even though we went, for, we went specially to define um, a particular operation in understanding which we were talking about leading and all of those things praise god um amen that's one of the core understanding pray that we need to have uh, but when we let's look at this thing called quick understanding right we said that the word quick understanding means a living understanding right it's a living understanding it's not just i understand something Amen. The, I, I understand something is not just, praise God, you know, it's not a cerebral understanding like we're yeah. saying. It's not an understanding that you just, you think kind of, that you think out. That the, it's not an understanding that the brain alone can handle. The brain is not equipped to understand living, to, to carry living understanding. But it's the depth of a man that is equipped to handle living. So when you see a man who is who has quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord does not reside in a, reside in a man's brain. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> man's brain, fear of the Lord does not reside in, in, in... You can't put fear in the brain or in the, think, in the faculty of thinking. If you try to put fear there, fear cannot... That's not a sustainable place yeah. to hold fear. Yeah. Right, because if... You put fear there, the man can easily think it out away. Yeah. After a while, he just one thought. Calculate. One calculation will knock fear off. He will stop being afraid. You can't put fear in calculation. That calculation, right? Fear must be installed in the depths of a man. On the where, when his brain is bringing arguments, that all the arguments the brain can muster can't even touch the 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 weight. That the or that fear is, it cannot touch the voice of fear wow. on the inside. Like when fear is sounding on the inside of a man, when a man yeah. sees something he's afraid of, there's no advising, there's no fear is fear fear conversation is deeper than all of that. It's deeper than let's talk about it. Is he really there? Is he really no? If a man fears something, it's not logical. Are you getting me? So that thing called fear, so so also is the fear of the Lord. Is that it's some, something that should be installed in the depth of a man? So, so fear is actually um, 
the property of fear is something that is mixed with a man's life. In other words, if you want to check where is the code of what a man fears is written, it's in where they install his life in his depths. That's where, if you go and check a man's think, brain, if you want to gist with a man to explain what he fears to you, you can't get the answer there. If you say, hey, what do you fear? List them out. What that person lists might not be what they fear. Most times, someone doesn't know what they really fear until they encounter it. <laughs> until they are facing it face to face. Hey, whoa! What is this? Sometimes, when you even describe the thing to the man, you say, no, wah, like this, nothing. But when it comes face to face, are you getting me? Because that thing that is fears is talking to his inward code of life, his deep code of life on the inside. Are you getting me? So, so the fear of the Lord. So you are seeing why it will take all these many things: spirit of wisdom first and revelation, spirit of counsel and might, then eventually knowledge. What is that? What, what's, what is the purpose of this spirit? Is to make him. To make him. They are the spirit that install fear of the Lord inside the depths of a man. It's not a surface job. If you try and do it in the surface, you will not get it done. The man will not end up fearing the Lord. You might have told him these are all the things you need to be fearing. And he can list them out, but he will not end up fearing them. The, uh, the problems we have in our work with God, in terms of our tendencies, we still have to offend, to do the wrong things, to make errors. Are you getting me? And sometimes, even when we know they are wrong, and we go ahead and, uh, and do them, all those things are the things, are the areas in our, our being where the fear of the Lord has not been installed within the depths of our soul. So, any soul who doesn't have the fear of the Lord is an offender. Even if you say, no, I don't want to offend, I don't I love God too much, it's not by that. You just don't have, for you not to offend, something must have been put that I like was telling Moses, the reason why I'm giving it, he said, I might put my fear in them that they may not sin. If I don't put my fear in them, they will sin. And they ended up sinning because the fear was not in them. Are you saying that? So, so are you saying that the fear of God is an inheritance? Yes, sir. You know, fear of God is one thing that if you're able to journey in righteousness and walk in righteousness and your soul land there, something to celebrate about. Take holiday from work. Stay at home. Play music. Be dancing. And thank God. If you're able to detect one day that one in one, in one plane of righteousness, you've arrived at the fear means that he put something on the inside of me. My heart trembles when I, at, his, at his word. means when the, that instruction in that dimension causes vibrations in my depth that I cannot think of offending in this area. 
Those are the things that souls should be celebrating. Those are the celebrations of souls. Because those are markers of advancement. So if you see a soul that says, we have reached the fullness. You, you know, these days you see a soul claiming Christ, Christ, we are Christ and all that. But you, when you see a soul who has come into the fullness of Christ, he is an embodiment of the fear yeah. of the Lord. Yeah. In other words, you will, you will, inside that soul, you will be seen, he's, an, he's a statue of incapa- incapacity to offend, inability to offend. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Are we making sense? Yes. So, so you are seeing this thing here. Of, he shall make him of a. Shall make him. See, shall make him. Shall make him. It means he cannot make himself. Means no man can make himself, yeah. but he shall be made. Right? It shall make him. Say, it shall make him. Shall make him. That's what they want to make you. Means so all they are, all they are saying is just submit yourself to being yeah. made. Yeah. Submit your heart. Yield your heart. Is a means we have the spirit of the Lord. This to wants to work on you. You know the spirit of the Lord. This one is the is the installer of fullness. Is the giver of fatness. Is the one who makes souls come into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Praise God. So this, this spirit is the maker of men into Christ. Is the maker of men into Christ. Praise the Lord. So it will make him of quick understanding in what? The fear of the Lord. So so. That word, quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. Listen to me. Praise God. This is, mm-hmm. this is the key of what the message tonight is. That, that quick understanding in the fear of the Lord is living understanding. Mm-hmm. Now, living understanding is understanding in the life. Of the Lord, oh, yeah. understanding in the life of Christ. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until a soul, this is the key. Until a soul has understood the life of yeah. Christ, yeah. he will not fear. Yeah. Is the understanding of life? Yeah. Understanding he sits. On, on the inside. It's, it's understanding. Praise God. Now, it's the same word. When you see understanding here in verse 3, yeah. you see the word understanding in verse 2. Yeah. Praise God. They are not the same kind of things. Right? They are, when they say wisdom and understanding or wisdom and revelation, right? it is talking about the, 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 that understanding in verse 2 is talking about the is talking about the establishment in that wisdom gives in a in a precept, yeah. yes, sir. right? In a precept, the, the establishment in a precept. So, wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, uncovers the precept, explains it to the soul, 
make the soul comprehend that precept. Praise the Lord. Now, the understanding of precept and then is not the same thing as understanding of, of life. Because when you see life, life is a formation. Life is, life is many, many precepts that have been worked out, that have been embodied, that are cooperating with each other in a certain way that result in outcome of will, decisions. There is life involves complex negotiation of causes of action, Th- different things, different precepts, negotiating within. Like when a lamb comes before a wolf, and how does a wolf decide what to do with the lamb? And when you go on, let's bring 20 la- wolves and then bring lamb. Take the first one and put in front of lamb. It does the same thing with the lamb. Take the next one and put in front of a lamb. It does the same thing with the lamb. You can bring 20 wolves. They will all do the same thing with the lamb. In other words, their calculation about what should we do with the lamb, it doesn't fail. Right? Because it is a life on the inside of them. That thing called life, that what they have is an understanding. Are you seeing that? So, but not understanding in the sense of revelation of a precept or an instruction. He's talking about the understanding, the complex calculations that happens within that wolf that makes it decide that this thing is a weak, this is a weak animal. It's a prey to me. It has no defense against me. Are you seeing all those calculations? They always calculate the same way, and they do that. An animal with a different life program will not do that. You, when you bring a cow, let's say, and a lamb, a cow is not thinking of eating the lamb. It's not thinking of killing the lamb. Even though to kill the lamb is very easy, it just needs to fall on it. <laughs> with all its weight. Are you getting me? But it's not in his program to hurt the lamb. Because its own calculation does not result in that decision. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, so now, are you seeing the meaning of a, a living understanding? A quick understanding. So, when they are making a when they are making a soul full in Christ what are they what do they want to achieve in that soul means they are making the soul giving the soul not ability to interpret a revelation no they are giving the soul ability to interpret the life of Christ which is a complex matter. Yes. By everything, by everything Paul has said about it. Now, and we know about it and what we have learned about it. We've learned about its righteousness. Then we, we saw how the righteousness is built up. We saw how it develops into fatness. We now saw the appearance of judgment, which is the handling of multiple streams of righteousness within the soul. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. So, so the, the capacity of comprehension of life is what you call judgment. Does that make sense? Are you getting it? So, judgment is the comprehension of life. So, a soul can have the ability to comprehend revelations, but not have judgment. Because when you, when you give them, when they look at all those revelations, the way they arrange them, and balance it might not be equal to Christ. Because the instrument you use to arrange righteousnesses is called judgment. So judgment is what makes a man's arrangement of righteousnesses equal to Christ. If a man without judgment arranges righteousnesses, it will, they will be equal to another nature, not Christ. But when you check, they have, if you, if you open, bring a thought in righteousness, they can rightly interpret it. In other words, let's talk about one particular area of, and open the scripture or something. You can say, no, this means this, this, that. Are you getting me? But when you say a life, life is what? Is. Another way to, put, to understand life is that life is how. Is the praise God? Life is the life is a reigning entity. Is a is a is a life is a dominion force. Right? Is it is it what? The dominion, the dominion force. And when and when you see when you see dominion force, what makes a dominion real. You know, dominion is not I claim to have dominion. When you say there is a dominion here, a dominion, when you say this is, ah, there is a dominion here, it's not a community of people who gather and say we have dominion. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm trying to say? A dominion is not, is not a place where they, when you get there, they, they put a signboard, dominion of this. That's not a dominion. <laughs> That's dominion in sign only or in name only or by description. No, we're not talking about that. Yes, that. That's the kind of dominion some Christians have rested in. Yes. Let's just let's say we have dominion, so it means we have it. No. <laughs> when because of the nature of dominion, in our dominion in itself, it it implies war. Hmm. It implies um, contest. Yes. It implies. It implies many, for a dominion to sit, it means many, many battles have been won. It means many victories have happened. In other words, if it means it has been tested, right, it has been over, it, 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 there are things it overcame to, in order to sit. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. So now, you have to, of course, we know what, when we say dominion, we know what, what is the dominion of Christ. What did he dominate over? We know, of course, it's sin. Right? It's sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Right? Or what you call sin and death. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, it means that in that life that dominates sin, that is in that Christ life, that's what Christ life is. Christ life is the life that dominates sin. It's the life that dominates sin. Is that is the life? What dominates sin is not a revelation. It's not a say when when sin is coming. How many of you ever tried quoting scripture to temptation before? And how how was your result? Can we? Do you always do you always win? <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe you've gone further. Instead of quoting scripture, you quote revelation. So the scripture says, so therefore, this means that. And this scripture and the other scripture, they come together and they mean that. And you are quoting that against temptation. <laughs> Amen. Sin is a life. You cannot answer life by quoting scripture. Sin is not quoting a scripture to you. It's not quoting something to you. Sin is, is bringing about, it's an arrangement. Program. It's a program. Are you getting that? So, so the what is Christ? It's Christ. I said Christ is the is the victory over sin. Is it is that is almost? I don't use the word. Is a concoction. Is a it's a is a concoction, right? It is a concoction of divinity. They concocted it. You know the way they make the oil, yeah. the anointing, yeah. right? Is the is check it. The instruction is yeah. different. They told them what are the spices, in what yeah. measure, in what portion. Yeah. You see, each measure that they are putting together to create the concoction mm. is a they are, is measurement. It's according yeah. to what is seen. Mm. Uh-huh. Maybe the father will ask, okay, Holy Ghost, what is seen? Holy Ghost will be telling him, sin has one portion this, one portion that, another portion this, another portion that. Yeah. Amen. Because when Satan was manufacturing it, you know, he's the one who manufactures yes. sin in heaven. They were all looking at him. <laughs> Maybe he thought he was doing a hidden work. <laughs> <laughs> the wisdom he was using to create sin is the Holy Ghost who created it. So, so when he made sin and death, they knew what he made. But you know this in that formula, no man knoweth that formula. That's why when if you think a natural man, that's what religion has tried and always failed. Yeah. Religion has tried to take sin, study it. Okay. Those who commit fornication, there are things they always do. They always maybe they always wear short skirt. They always have lipstick. They always um they, you calculate everything. <laughs> but you can't get no man can get the formula of sin. After all the calculation, they will still <laughs> fornicate steady. 
Praise God. But, but the heaven, they know the formula. When he yeah. made it, they know what yeah. he made. So they know how to make the antivirus yeah. and in his own composition. Yeah. Are you seeing? So the composition of Christ are judgment. Yeah. So any soul who has not arrived at what you call this thing they are calling judgment. Even though you might have one revelation here, one revelation there, one scripture there, one thing there, you've listened to this, you know that one, but it hasn't been uh, erected on the inside. Yeah. Now, can you tell me what is, what is the thing that, that can arrange composition of, of Christ in a man? Based on what we've been learning, is a force, an intelligence. Actually, an intelligence that's the best way I can describe it that knows the composition of Christ is called grace. Grace that's what grace is. That's what grace. What is grace? Grace is praise God. Grace, grace, grace. Grace is like Holy Ghost caught himself. The pattern of himself, yeah. which is, has his own his way of thinking, his own mm. thing. You just, he just cut it and send it inside your heart. Yeah. Go and be walking inside there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he just cut part of himself. His grace is spirit at work. Mm. That's the meaning of grace. Spirit at work yeah. is grace. Spirit working. Is called grace. Yeah. Spirit doing things. Spirit intelligence yeah. is called grace. Yeah. So, and the work of grace is to raise judgment. Yes, sir. Yeah. He knows how to arrange righteousness inside a man, anointedly compose it yeah. in a way that it, you see that when you are seeing it mm. and when it has turned into fatness. Mm. That fatness is the fatness of Christ because of, of, of gracious operations yeah. that are at work. So, praise God. So, grace is what raises a Christ, right? Yes. A soul that is Christ in the spirit. Praise God. So, it says, shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And then he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither the proof for the with the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness will he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. Praise God. And shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And he goes on and on and on. Praise God. Now, so, what they are describing here, shall he judge? He's talking about life. Or that judging is because of his reigning. Remember Romans. Let's read that Romans chapter chapter 5. Praise God. Let's see Romans chapter 5 verse 17. Praise God. Uh, If you are there, say amen. Amen. It says that for if by one man's offense death reigned by one, then much more they which receive abundance of grace 
and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. So, this, this one, gift of righteousness, when they say gift of righteousness, is not righteousnesses. It is right, righteousness that has become one. A composition is actually judgment. Right now, you, you, are you getting that? Yes, it's not still when it's still right scatter. It's, it's just righteousnesses. Yeah. When they've arranged it together, yeah. and they can, and you say this now is a gift. This yeah. man has received yeah. the gift. Yeah. It's called the gift of righteousness. Like you yeah. say, God, who God, the righteous judge. Yes, <laughs> so he's the righteous judge. Of course, what, why? Because he's rough. he has righteousness. Yeah. But it's, it's the question of how is the righteousness sitting. As it, is it a how arranged is it? That is, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So righteousness that is not arranged is just our righteousnesses that is that is waiting for grace to to come. But righteousness that has come into formation. That's why Christ is formed. Formed. That's the only way you can have Christ. If Christ is raised by formation. Formation means intelligence. Someone is doing it. Yeah. Someone who has the know-how yeah. is doing it on the inside yeah. of the soul. Hmm. Praise the Lord. So, so what is calling the gift of righteousness here is actually judgment. When you have that, you will reign in life yeah. by one. Jesus Christ. You will reign in life. Say reign in life. And so the you now just realize that Isaiah 11 is the description of reigning in life. Reigning in life. And the only thing that that answers sin is reign. Reign is the only answer. To sin. Because sin is a reigner. Death is also is a reigner. Sin and death are reigners. They reign. They, they, the way they, they, hunt, they take men by reigning. They captivate men by reigning. The captivity of sin is the captivity of a dominion. See that sin will no longer have dominion over you. It means that it has dominion. So what they want to break you free from is from the dominion of sin. Yeah. It's, a, it's a complex, mysterious com, com, composition of ways of life yes, that a man is helpless against. He doesn't know how to stop it. He doesn't know how to kill it down. But what you need another reign, praise God. Now they are defining what reigning is. To get for a soul to get what to reigning. A soul must reach fullness. Fullness is the purpose of fullness of Christ is to bring a soul into the reign of Christ. So when they say, I want to make you full, to measure the stature of the the fullness of Christ, they're saying, I want to make you a king. We want to make you a king on the earth. We want to make you a king on the earth. We want to give you a dominion. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Am I making sense yes. to you? Yes. In Proverbs, I think, let me see. There was a 
there was a conversation of Solomon in Proverbs where he was just speaking about let me see I think he was extreme the heart of a king and how what the heart is made up of. Let's see something. Praise God. <coughs> Let's see Proverbs 16. Proverbs chapter 16. Praise God. There's a lot here. You can read it in your own time. I just want to find, pick some of his conversations here. Let's read verse. Verse 8. You see verse 8 here. Okay, let's read um, verse 5. Praise God. Okay, verse 6. Verse 6. <laughs> Amen. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. <clears throat> Praise God. Mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. Praise God. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from, from evil. So it's not easy to make a man depart. What is making him stay there is bigger than him. Yeah. Praise God. Mm-hmm. It is through the introduction of the fear of the Lord that a departure will happen. Then he says, when a man's ways please the Lord, of course, what they, what they mean way here, we are interpreting these proverbs by spirit. Amen. What Holy Ghost? We are not reading Solomon's words now. We are reading Holy Ghost. <laughs> Praise God. What is what he's saying? So he's saying that. Praise God. That when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. A man's heart devised his way. But the Lord directed his steps. That's the same kind of thing he was saying in verse 2 as well. That all the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes. That's why he will seek to, to devise his own way. But direction should come from the Lord. Because the Lord weighs the spirit. Praise God. Then verse 10 it says, A divine sentence is in the lips of the king. His mouth transgresseth not in judgment. Praise God. So he's, he's relating what is the king. Is what the king means someone who, is, who reigns, right? Who has come into the ability of reigning. That, that kingly, there's something divine about it. Right? it is his mouth carries the divine. What does it mean of, of okay, explain what is sentence. When it says sentence. What do you mean by sentence here? Don't just think of it as someone saying something. 
A sentence is a composition of words. Right? It is... So when you say construct a sentence, one of the things you begin to learn in English language from when you are young is sentence construction. They have to first of all teach you the parts of speech. What is a noun? What is a verb? A pronoun? Praise God. See all those things. Then you now learn how to put them together to form a sentence, to express something. So when I say a divine sentence means a sentence that carries the, an import of divinity, mm. of divine things, mm. is in the lips of someone who has dominion. Somebody who has come into so, a kind of dominion, reigning ability. Someone who doesn't have kingly stature, you won't find divine sentence in his mouth. In other words, you won't find counsel that is divinely constructed because divine sentence comes out of judgment. Yeah. It's because he transgresseth not in judgment. Yeah. That's why he's able to carry divine. I know the purpose of fullness of Christ is to carry divinity. Yes, sir. That's why they have to make Christ full yeah. to carry divinity, to carry divine things. Yeah. Are you getting me? Yes, sir. When you say divinity, divinity, divinity really ultimately means eternal life. Yes. Yeah. Ultimately, eternal life. We know, of course, there's everlasting life, there's eternal life, but ultimately, eternal life. That's the, 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 the summary of divinity. So, you, it takes life to carry eternal life. Praise God. So, somebody who wants to begin to understand eternal life, you, the kind of understanding you use to understand eternal life is a quick understanding. Is a living understanding yes. that will understand eternal life. Yeah. So it's a Christ mind that will understand God. Mm-hmm. That's the reason for raising his soul into fullness yeah. of Christ. Praise God. So a divine sentence is in the lips of the king. His mouth transgressed not in judgment. Verse 11. A just weight and balance are the Lord's. All the weights of the bag are his work. We differentiate between work and work before. So we're saying that work is what you do with precepts that are coming. Yes, and when precepts are coming, you, you don't necessarily cite that precept or evaluate it in the grand scheme of things. You just take it, the precept is carrying his own information. He understand this truth. Wisdom is teaching you. Wisdom, I want to teach you this revelation. I want want to teach you this particular item of righteousness. So wisdom will come and explain it to you, reveal it. It's not not showing you how it it fits into life yet. Because that is is a higher school in Christ. Are you getting me? It's just teaching you. And then you say, take this one. Wisdom is talking now. We we explain it to you. That's the process of understanding. And we're now trying to get you to walk in it. That is what might is for might is for walking so it will after when the understanding sits in you it will begin to speak as counsel that will make you to walk the spirit of mind will strengthen you to walk for it to to make it sit so eventually it will sit and then become a fear in you does that make sense but when you talk about when you now talk about there's one thing to know something 
to know what is right or things that are right, then there's another quality. It's a higher than just right, righteousness called judgment. It is the balancing of righteousnesses to produce divine action. Divine that raises... Are you getting me? This is what they are, when they are saying a just weight and a balance are the Lord. It means it's not a man. If you say a man, go and balance this weight. In his own mind, he will do it. When, when the Lord sees it, this thing is not balanced. You lack judgment. It takes judgment to make a weight balanced. It is of the Lord. They say all the weights of the bag are his work. That's what so when we're differentiating between work and working. That work is talking about the increase of righteousness that involves judgment. That's not just take this one precept, be walking in it, walk it out. Praise God. These things sound complex. Do they sound complex somehow? No, they are very simple, right? They are very simple. Praise God. Okay, I, I'm so happy to hear that. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Don't let anything, or anything lie to you that hey, this thing is just becoming technical. No, it's not like that. This is how they will explain Christ. If we don't, they don't do it like this, we will never know it. How else would they be describing all these kind of things? And these things are reality. This is how they, sat, they sit in Jesus. This is how Christ sits in the spirit. These things. Righteousness is a real thing. Judgment is a real thing. Yes, sir. Are, are you getting me? Yes, sir. And they are not the same. So you can, you can and this way a lot of souls who are of coming to a world of righteousness have this great issue that many have is that you see a soul who has, who has right, many revelations of righteousness but they judge wrongly. Mm. Yeah. So they have righteousnesses, but they cannot use it for living. They cannot live. Why? What is lacking are judgment. It's formation. Yeah. It's the gracious, you know, it's called the gracious work of putting these things in their place in order to be carrying out a life that is winning sin every day yeah. is lacking. So someone can accumulate different revelations of righteousness in which they have even walked in. But somehow in their life, sin is still winning. It's still winning because of lack of judgment. It means it's not, being, it's not sitting in a fat way on the inside. Praise God. He said, just weight and balance are the Lord's. And he says, all the weights are, and of the bag are his work. He says, it is an abomination to kings to commit wickedness. For the throne is established by righteousness. So when you say something is an abomination, what does it mean? It means that you cannot find a trace of it in the realm of the king. That's that's why they use the word abomination there. They are not just saying that Wickedness is bad. We know. All know wickedness is bad. The moment you become a Christ at a level, or become, sorry, you come into the world of righteousness. Are we still together? Yes, sir. Are you still with me? Yes, sir. Do you still have interest in your heart by the Spirit? Please stay interested. Praise God. Amen. Amen. The, The moment you 
begin to learn righteousness, because of what righteousness does, it's already giving you a sense of what is right and wrong. It's already talking about rights and wrongs, and rights and wrong, and, and that, but it comes in, in specialized ways. Right now, it might be talking about this particular area of right and wrong, right? But as it's talking about this area, it might not be touching some other areas because it's precept upon precept, precept upon precept. Then it's here a little, there a little. Are you get what I'm saying? So, so you find such a soul who is receiving righteousness. There will still be areas where wickedness is ongoing. So if you are a, a, a believer where there are still areas of wickedness that has not been illuminated upon, it means in, your, in you, wickedness is not yet an abomination. Yeah. Even though you know it's a bad thing, you can recognize it. You've not come to that place where the, like the, when the father saw Jesus, that this one loveth righteousness. He hated. That, those words, hated, loveth. It. it means that he, he, is, he has loved it to the end. Then you can't find, it means to him, wickedness is an abomination. Yeah. Then I began to talk about scepter, the throne. Are you getting me? Because any man to whom wickedness is not yet an abomination, you can't come near the throne of God. It means that if they can still find some kind of wickedness in your vicinity, are you seeing this? Yes, sir. I mean, what makes that possible is because judgment has not yet sat. Judgment must sit. Before you, are, you approach the throne, judgment must sit. Praise God. Hallelujah. So he says, it's an abomination to kings to commit wickedness, for the throne is established by what? Righteousness. His righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him that speaketh right. The wrath of a king is, a messi- uh, is as messengers of death, but a wise man will pacify it. Then let's see verse 15. Finally, that's the last place I think we'll just read. It says that in the light of the king's countenance is life. And his favor is as a cloud of the latter rain. In the light, that that word in the light means if you go and search out the countenance of the king Ins- means what is inside him. Countenance means what it contains. What is on the inside of him. That if you can search it out, what you will be seeing is life. That means what they are saying here is that raining springs from life. Raining springs from the inward deposit. The inward formation of life. If you don't have life, you are not a king. Those two things defy each other. Because the king is the life source. Can can just put it this way for understanding. The king is the 
the king is the is the one who in in the king is where you come and fetch the life properties of the kingdom of the dominion you know the king is somebody who all the dominion of the kingdom is sitting completely accurately and now when you, when you have question about ah in this kingdom do we do this in this kingdom is this allowed in this kingdom what do we how do we do it there is a man in whom all the answer to those questions are sitting comfortably that man is the king Because the king is the kingdom. If you are doing anything that's not in the king, you are not doing. You are sinning against his kingdom. The kingdom is, means the will of the king. So, kingdom is the expression of the life that is in the king. What is sitting in the king as judgment is what you call dominion. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that's what Solomon is saying. Now, when you go and search out a king, when he says, this one is now a king, oh, means he now reigns. Yes. How do you reign? You reign in life. They that have received the, the abundance of grace and, and the gift. So the abundance of grace that worked out the gift of righteousness, which is judgment. They reign in life by the one Christ Jesus. I want Christ Jesus. Praise God. They reign in life. So it means that when you search out the depth of a king, what you are what is coming out is life. It's life. It's life. 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 Life more. So what if king is full of is his life. Whatever that life is. That is what his dominion is all about. Praise God. Hallelujah. Is this making sense? To us. Are we making are we making sense? So, when you ask me, what is Christ to man? Christ is just God's offering of life. Mm-hmm. Give men life. Take a life. Take a life. Take. And the reason for learning righteousness is to own a life. To have a life. Don't rest in your quest. You, I see some souls so begin to slow down. When they've accumulated some revelation and some of righteousness, they now begin to slow down. There is a false feeling of our, our achievement or attainment. But when you check, you see, you see mistakes, errors, offenses or in terms of judgment. Living. Are you get what I'm saying? Don't slow down because let your target change. You need to know that what, where they, are, they want taking you to this is even, we are talking of Christ, too, remember? We are talking about there are even more things. So, so if you are resting now, you are way, way, you are, slap yourself, wake up yourself. Back. <laughs> you have a long way to go. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You see, is that, so first of all, you are coming to righteousness of Christ. The first target you should be seeing is quick understanding. Quick understanding. Quick understanding. Living, you know, I don't just want to know revelation. Let me start knowing life. In other words, I want, I want to move beyond maybe just seeing scriptures and living from that place. And that place is a reality. That's the place you begin from. That's the first, when the word of righteousness is open to you, they bring you into a real world of seeing scriptures. But after a while, after a while, when 
grace begins to walk and walk and walk and walk and walk and walk and grace begins to abound and abound and abound and abound after a while from seeing scriptures and having and revelations you are beginning to see a life you begin to see it's just after a while your whole activity around word of righteousness is becomes focused is like the one that thing they call the one by which you will reign in life your eyes become focused on that one. It's, you, are, you begin to sight the life of Christ. It's a, whole, it's a more wholesome sight than the scene of revelation, just revelations of righteousness. <coughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. It's hard to, now, to describe experientially what the scene of life is, how it's different from just citing Revelation. Praise God. Because that is the, you see that thing is called the, is a marker of, 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 um, of fullness. Paul called it the knowledge of the Son of God. To the knowledge of the Son of God. To the knowledge of the Son of God. Unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Praise God. That the knowledge of the Son, the knowledge of the Son of God. How many of you know you can begin to see life? You see there's a possibility to begin to see life. When you are when you are beginning to live with the sight of life, hmm, there are many things will change in your life. Oh. One thing that will, that will go, raise very quickly is your standards. Your standards. In other words, one of the signs of people who are seeing life is that those who are not seeing life but who are seeing righteousness, things that they, they might say, this doesn't matter too much. It's okay. Well, that is always it would be nice if we had done it that way, but it doesn't matter. But that is a serious offense, you know what I'm saying? But when you see someone who is seeing life, it's as if they magnify every little thing. It's as if it's not just one little thing that we left that we didn't do. No, no, no. That thing is a very, very big thing. When someone who is seeing life is talking, they think you are being too. Why do you have to be too detailed and too strict? And are you getting in terms of? obeying standard of righteousness. When you are only seeing little, little things here and there, you won't know how one little, breaking one little code of righteousness is a serious offense to the life of Christ. You can come across as blowing things out of proportion. There is judgment makes you more careful. More careful. Little things weigh more on you because you are you see you are what you are beginning to see how those things matter in the composition of the life of Christ. When you you know you are beginning to see that is when 
revelations come together to begin to form one image. They begin to form one image. It's the image of a life. The thought about that life, a gracious thought, you, to, to sight life is a gracious leap of the heart. You can't, life, sighting life, the exercise of seeing life, it doesn't occur cerebrally. Even though revelation, you can think revelation, and the answer why it will drop in your heart, you still you fellowship with it. It means it has its own, but life is, is spiritual. It is, a, it is the elevation of grace that raises the heart to constantly be sighting the life of Christ and be living by it. It is an abundance of grace that elevates the soul to begin to see that the one, those who have received the gift, the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign by one, that one, Christ Jesus. Am I making sense? Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so fat souls are souls that are Relating with life. Fatos are souls who are coming into the understanding of life. A soul who is on the way to fullness, they are the celebration is not is not they still, you still celebrate receiving of revelation, of course, but what you celebrate more is more sighting, more seeing of life. When portions of the life, of the image, uncovers to you, that is more, it creates a delight within the heart. Amen. 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 Jesus said in John chapter 5, He said, As the Father had life in Himself, so has He given the Son to have life. Now, let's see that John chapter 5. <coughs> John 5, verse 26. If you are there, say amen. amen. John 5, 26, it says, For as the Father had life in himself, so has he given the Son to have life in himself, and had given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son. Of man. So they are connecting execution of judgment to having life in himself. You can't separate those things. So you see, execution of judgment is what you call reigning. Yes, right? That life which he had in himself are judgments. Right? And then, so that word giving him authority means he has given the trust for the execution of judgment means that they can trust him. They trust his, the calculation of the son because he has inherited life in him as the father had 
It's not he has revelation in himself or he has some insight in himself. Is he had life in himself? So life is what is what makes is the is the capacity for the execution of judgment. And without judgment being executed, sin and death cannot be overcome. You can't have victory over sin without judgment. Am I making sense to you? So, have I been able to convince you somehow that to see the difference about, you know, this thing, when it says this sighting of life, seeing life, there's a way maybe, it might not be, we might not be used to it in our word of righteousness vocabulary yet, or in terms of what experientially, because we are talking about a reality that we should grow into. If I say, ah, seeing revelation or something like that, you know what I'm talking about now. Because we've all, we all experience it when you're reading your Bible or you're praying or you're listening to a message. You see how a thought, a righteousness will open himself by the spirit of wisdom. You've experienced that a lot of times. But, but the experiencing of seeing life is not one that many Christians who are, who are beginning in word of righteousness have experienced. The way they are experiencing constantly the sighting of revelation knowledge is another kind of experience. But you see, that experience is an experience in fatness, in the development of a fat soul. Is they raise the soul to begin to see, to see life. That's what. Jesus said in John chapter 8, he said that they that followeth me will not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. That word light of life is a sight, like what they were saying that the, the light in the, about the king's countenance, well, how did they say it? That, Right? The light of the king's countenance is what? Is life. The light. So he said that he that followeth me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So that thing, that thing called light of life is not light of scripture, it's not light of revelation, it's not even just light of righteousness, which is what light of revelation is. It's not the, the sighting of things that are righteous. It's higher. It's, talk, it's, a, it's a more sound scene. Praise God. Hallelujah. Is, what, what does it mean, followeth me? You know, it's not everyone that's following him yet. To, when, when his soul has gone to a point where he's able to stand, sight the feet of the Lord, and follow him, really, He's talking about following his life code. You're able to cite his life in the spirit. You're following him. You will have the light of life. Say light, light. of life. Light, substitute light for revelation. So the revelation of life. You can switch that revelation for understanding. It shall have the understanding he that followeth me shall have the understanding of life. 
and you can go further and switch it and say, He that followeth me shall have quick understanding. Living understanding or quick understanding. That's what the light of life is. The light of life is quick understanding. Is a soul that has begun to comprehend the life of Christ. That's a soul that's pressing into fullness. That's being made that's being made fat. Am I making sense to you? Yes, so, you see, that thing of, they want to awaken us to begin to see, is a, is a door that they can open our soul to. To me, I see that's one of the main blessings of this season, is, is that they want to, be, to begin to think in, the term, in terms of fatness now. Yes, we move on. Thank God for just the season of, oh, I know this, I just got that today. Ah, the Lord just dealt with me in this area at that time. He just told me, ah, he just told me that one. Ah, I just... I, I, Thank God for that conversation. It's a good place. But they want to elevate our... You know, that thing is a, is a, is a place your soul can stay. It's also a, it's a realm of delight. Where you are, you are delighting in, wherever, in righteousness is coming. And which is, which is how it must come. It must come precept upon precept. But there will be a time, line upon line, now need to be added. Here a little, there a little. So... That is another, another season of delight mm. in the journey to in Christ. Mm. But, but in it, it's not just something that you, it, is a, it involves a shift of paradigm mm. that the soul must be made aware of. That's what the essence of this blessing of this season is for, yes, is to cause the open uh, opportunity for a shift of paradigm yes. to be seen beyond the individual revelation that's been revealed to heighten your sight by grace, to begin to sight the acquisition, or come into a, a different delight, like Isaiah was speaking about in, in Isaiah chapter 55. Let's see. Isaiah. Praise God. It should be okay. Ah, time has gone, so we have to round up right now. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 55. Are we there? Praise God. If you, if you are there, say amen. amen. Say, say, I'm there. Amen. Say, ho, everyone that thirsted, come ye to the waters. And he that had no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me. Eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Praise God. So this delight in your itself in fatness, amen. amen. Praise God. He's talking about is another delight. Is a further delight. Not every soul delights in fatness. <coughs> Are you getting me? Yes, what the, the blessing they want to give to us is they want to now teach you another way of delight, another realm of delight in Christ. It's fatness. 
It's, not, it's beyond just delight in, just in revealed righteousnesses. But thank God for that. But see what is the point of those revealed righteousnesses. Look beyond that. That is for the, is the, called a delight in fatness. What is the purpose of that fatness delight? Let's see. Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear and your soul shall live. Praise God. Hallelujah. The purpose of, so that fatness operation, when the soul delights itself in fatness, it's a, it's a kind of inclination. It's a kind of hearing. Yes, sir. Praise God. Hallelujah. Is what a kind of hearing that results in living. Yes, Make the soul come to, la- to live. When the soul delights in fatness, the soul will begin to live. Ah, God. Thank you. I, I, are you getting the gist of what they are telling you? Hey, move on from being a revelation brother and sister. Be a living brother. Well, thank God we have many revelation brothers and revelation sisters in our midst. It's a great blessing. You need to go to places where they are known to appreciate when you have, well, I have a brother. When you say, my brother, this, my sister, this. You are referring to those who have fellowshipping in truth of righteousness. It's a blessing to have that. You know what I mean? But what, what, I, what I'm saying is that they want to upgrade you. They want to upgrade us as a company. That they want to now say, okay, let's begin to have living people. Because as a company in Christ, we must be growing. After a while, we should begin to live. means we should begin to have, there should be those of our company, praise God, and I want to be one of them, who through the revelations of the righteousness of Christ, are now coming into the life of Christ. So it means that they've, they've now learned, they've hearkened to the voice and they've, be, they've learned to cultivate another delight. Mm-hmm. A, this cultivation of another delight, they are saying here, here, what they are talking about, food, food, food. It's, about, it's another way of feasting yes, for the soul. Yes, it's, another, it's where the soul begins to de- delight on, in fatness. It, that means that the soul has begun to partake of the feast of fat things. It's another feast. This that feast is in that mountain of Zion, you know, where that is the holy mountain where none shall hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain. The reason what what will change the la- nature of a, a a a wolf, a leopard, a young lion, a bear, to, is something has happened to him. Is because he was feasting in that holy mountain to make them no longer hurt nor destroy. Is that there has been a meal. Meal of fatness yes, has been introduced, yes. praise God, for the giving of life, the installation of life, for the change of judgment. Mm-hmm. 
Praise God. Isaiah prophesied about that in verse chapter 25. About that feast. Praise God. Let's read that finally as we close. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 25, verse 6, says, In this mountain, right? <clears throat> said, And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things. So, of course, this is a mountain of Christ. Amen. Amen. Is this one is a, is a particular feast. The feast of fat things is a feast of judgment. It's higher than just the feast of righteousness. It's a feast of judgment. It's a higher feast. This in this feast you delight yourself in fatness. Yes. It's also a feast of life. Praise God. It says, and in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things. A feast of wines on the lees. Then he says, of fat things full of marrow, of, of wines well defined. Now what marrow, you know what marrow is? Marrow is the, what is marrow? Inside, it's the, marrow is the fountain of blood. It's actually the fountain of life. So, fat things are things that generate life. Because they are full of marrow. Let your soul delight itself in fatness. It, it means eat fat things. Learn how to enjoy fat. Enjoy the feast of judgment. You learn to end, the way you enjoyed you have been enjoying righteousness. Righteousnesses begin to enjoy judgment. Employ the capacity of grace. Make yourself, your heart yielded to the capacity of grace that will give you the ability to enjoy the feasts of judgment. Hmm. Come under that. Come under that dealing of the Spirit. The, one of the ways the devil will, will seduce you not to come on because he knows that some of the things that you secretly love, they want to now attack them. <laughs> because they are no longer permitting you to walk in one dimensional righteousness anymore where you ignore other things. Then say, hey, all these things have been, hey, God, all these things. All these things I have not, I did not want to touch since. These areas I, didn't, I never wanted to go to. Judgment will now force me to go there because I can't ignore them anymore. You know those secret areas, right? Yes, you know, men don't know that you're hiding in one area because they are seeing the area where you score A+. Plus. You bring that to the front. That is your area. But there are other areas. But when you're well, in the feast of fatness, they don't permit such things. They want to make you fat. The, those ingredients, you can't leave anything out of the picture. You're you are talking about season of accumulation of righteousness. For, to begin to make advancement towards fullness of Christ. Fat things full of marrow. Of wine on the leaves. And he said, in that place, he would destroy in this mountain the face of the covering, cast over all people and the veil that is spread over the nations. And then he would swallow up death. 
in victory. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all, all faces, and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from the earth. For the Lord has spoken. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. He will swallow up death in victory. It takes fatness to, for death to be swallowed up. Like we've seen before, because death has to do with rain. It is a soul that has inherited life that becomes a victor over sin and over death. Praise God. Amen. 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 Um, I hope we were blessed by this. <laughs> oh, these things are too real, oh. They are too real, man. They are too real. Switch. Move up. Move forward. Advance. Move to the next thing. Move to the next level. There is a call from the realm of fullness to every heart, every soul. So it's time. It's time. It's time. The sighting of life is a real thing that the soul can begin to experience on a daily basis, constantly. You begin to see fullness. You begin to approach the, your journey with a sight, awareness of fullness, of fatness.
wants your life. He wants fullness. We need fullness. We desire fullness. We long for fullness. We ask for fullness. We ask. Let us ask for fullness. Let us ask for fullness. Ask for it. Ask for fullness. Ask for it. The fullness of him that feared all in all. That in all things you might have preeminence within us. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Our Father, we bless you. Grow me again, joy. Thank you, Jesus. Driel de mi enjoy. To enjoy you, enjoying you, enjoying you, enjoying you to, to join you, enjoy, enjoy, to join you, enjoy, to make you to join you, enjoying you to Him, to Him to enjoy, coming to, to coming to the joy, the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord, the joy of the joy, joys, coming to, coming to joy, fall to make you, to make your joy full. This is to make your joy full. To make your joy full. To make even your, your joy. Your joy to be full. For your joy will be full. Full. You joy. You find joy. Joy in Christ. For here there is joy in Christ. There is joy in Christ. If the Father has his joy, will Christ not have his own? Yeah, he has his own joy. It's called the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. 
joy, joy life, joy of life, joy life, life living joy, living joy, joyfully joy, joy, joy inherit, come and inherit joy. Come and take portion. For 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 this is for for to for to give you portion of joys to make you find joy in Christ as you have been made full your joy will be full you begin to partake of life joyfully even you come into the light the delight of the feast of life which is the delight of the Christ realm light in fatness your soul being made fat thank you father thank you father we receive lord everything all these things are things that flow from you we receive them wholeheartedly tonight thank you father we bless you you have you have done it thank you lord you have done it. Yes, it is open. It is open. It is open. Even channels, streams, directly from heaven into the hearts of men. Properties to fulfill these things. For in every heart where the seed of this world is seated, it will meet its reward. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your name. We worship you. We honor you. Bless you. We don't have enough to give you praise, but be thou exalted, our God. We celebrate your goodness to us. We thank you. Thank you for answering our prayers. Thank you for visiting us with bread and wine, for satisfying the longing. So you satisfy the poor with bread. You have brought satisfaction to our heart and our soul. You have raised pure quest, pure desire, fresh quest and desire for, for even fullness, to come into fullness in Christ. Thank you because every heart in which this quest has been birthed, will, it will be midwived and carried to the fullness. It will not be aborted. But it will be fulfilled. Amen. And it will end in joy. Amen. Thank you, our God. We give all the glory to you. We give all honor and praise to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine for. You dwell between the cherubim